Welcome back, everybody. This is the 10-Minute Checkpoint Podcast. 10 minutes of awesome news, video game, movie, sports-related, whatever that's on the top of my mind. I am your host, Sancho West, and this is your 10-Minute Checkpoint. Let's go ahead and put the clock right now. All right. Looks like Jared Leto is still going to be the Joker, and he's back at it again. There's no longer the damaged for, uh, forehead tattoo. There's no longer the, the gangster-type vibe. This guy, this Joker... Is completely different, and you could definitely check it out on Twitter and, and whatnot in your socials. That this is Jared Leto's new take on the Joker for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to be a four-hour rated R Justice League movie on the HBO Max. This is the Warner Brothers streaming service that they have out there, part of the HBO. It's kind of interesting to see. I mean, this is kind of crazy. It's a definite change of pace from the Suicide Squad. Like I mentioned, is the more of the gangster slick back hair. This one's more of the long hair. It looks like he's in an insane asylum, maybe at Arkham. Um, but Zack Snyder kind of, I didn't want to get too much into spoiler details, but Zack Snyder kind of felt that it was very necessary to have Jared Leto inside the Justice League movie and that he wanted that version of Joker and Ben Affleck Batman to meet at some point. So, I don't know exactly how it's going to be played out, but they just released a Twitter post about it. So they've been hyping up this thing for a long time. I mean, four hours is a long time for a superhero movie. I don't know, man. No matter how good the movie is, even the Avengers, you know, at the in-game situation, when you get into that three-hour zone, is a little bit long in the tooth. But I have no doubt we'll be watching the Justice League, and you will hear my take on it here on the 10-Minute Checkpoint Podcast. But I just want to let you know that the one thing I want to kind of – the reason why I brought this up now that I'm thinking about it, this is because, like, I don't know, a lot of people hate on Jared Leto's Joker. I did not mind Suicide Squad Jared Leto's Joker. It was pretty cool. It's a different take. I'm a theater kid. I come from that school of thought where it's really cool to see another actor's interpretation of a famous character. And just like the stage, you have so many different Romeos, so many different Hamlet's, so many Juliet's, and things of that sort. McBee's. That it's quite interesting to see a comic book character played in a different way. I mean, you have Jack Nicholson. You have Heath Ledger. Jared Leto. And you have uh, Cesar Romero. And who else? I'm missing one more person. Who is the other Joker that's slipping my Mark Hamill. I guess you could go ahead and throw that in there. Troy Baker, if you want to throw in another Joker that's basically portraying Mark Hamill. But the point I want to say is there's so many awesome Jokers out there that I did not. I, I felt like Jared Leto's didn't get enough screen time. Like there were, we only got like the weird parts of it and we didn't get the substance of part of it. And I think Jared Leto is an Oscar award winning actor that he could definitely add to it. Hold on. Holy, I just forgot one of the best Jokers out there. Joaquin Phoenix is Joker. Before you say that in the comments. Joaquin Phoenix, you know, there's very interesting Jokers out there. And the more the merrier, I always say. It's not going to ruin the performance of another Joker. I mean, each Joker belongs in a certain universe. And Zack Snyder's Jared Leto Joker is completely different from the Suicide Squad of Joss Whedon's Joker, I believe. So we'll see how that all turns out. But I wanted to let you know that we're not done with Jared Leto. Up next, Crash 4 is actually heading to the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and the Switch in March with a PC release coming later this year. So I'm bringing this up because this kind of goes back to a little bit of before. The MLB, the show, just announced that they're going to also be cross-plat coming on the PlayStation and Xbox platforms, consoles, whatever you want to call it. But I think this whole notion that video games need to be exclusive well, soon it's it's time, you know, at the same time, you know, there's so much competition in entertainment throughout the entire time that 
Video games are doing all that they can. Developers are doing all they can to stay afloat. And why not spread the love throughout all the different consoles? And I mean, we saw the benefit of a multiplayer spreading across all different with Fortnite and of course Call of Duty Warzone spreading about all the different platforms and whatnot. It's just better for us, the consumer. And I, I just find it so interesting that there's so many people actually this idea spawned the 10 minute podcast because I wanted to give you guys my two my two cents on this whole thing. And so there were so many people saying the MLB the show is a loss for it to go to Xbox as well. It's like PlayStation took an L on this one. It made no sense to me. Why are we still doing these console wars? It's insane to me. Granted, you know, I do come from a place where I could get both consoles. I could get a Nintendo Switch. And I know a lot of you out there may not have the ability to get those multiple consoles. I remember being that kid, you know, asking my parents to get in the PlayStation and then only basically getting one console. But at the same time, I feel like we should not be hating on each other when it comes to one game getting another, one game getting an exclusive. At the end of the day, we should celebrate the ones that go cross play like cross, like Crash 4 and MLB The Show. So that's what it's going to look like. It's coming in March, and it's unbelievable that so many people are going to be introduced to Crash 4. At the same time, if you want to play the original Crashes, you could definitely get yourself a PlayStation. Another news here, it looks like Anthem, you remember that game, Anthem, coming from uh, BioWare, the EA-owned developer, BioWare? That multiplayer game launched in February 2019, for you guys, let me go ahead and refresh you. And some very bad reviews. I saw a lot of people, my streamer friends, who used to do a lot of these looter shooters, open world type vibe. They played it a little bit, these little missions, and they just basically said there was nothing to do post after you beat the game. Like, there was nothing. And that game basically went, it crashed and burned. So what BioWare did is they put together a team to overhaul the entire game. Now, this has come from Jason Swire, uh, the blue of, I believe he's coming from Bloomberg. So he said they basically overhauled the game, and they put this together this small team, this ragtag team, it almost feels like, with Christian Daly, the executive producer. And they had three blog posts kind of talking about it and the big changes were planned. But in December, Daly left Anthem. And now everything was being shaken up there at the bioware so essentially ea is deciding this week what to do with anthem whether to let it live or to abandon the project completely and i brought this up to the table it's like one i'm always rooting for you know games to survive at the end of the day if it's a better decision for bioware to move on so they could go on to the next project so they get some you know big cash movement their way there's no reason to keep anthem alive and also, it's like this is the real time when a game is actually is dead. Okay, let me make that clear to anybody out there. This is how a game dies: is when the servers get shut off and when you're no longer able to play it. We saw the same thing happen with Battleborn. Okay, that game is dead. Like, and this raises up an interesting question: like, if you have access, you have a physical copy of the game, shouldn't you be allowed the right to keep playing the game? I mean, eh, of course, we could go into terms of service and things like that, but most likely. You understand that if you're buying a game that's online only or multiplayer only like Anthem, you run the risk of that. And what's the shame? Because they do have decent bones when it comes to Anthem. They say, I again, I'm only, this is hearsay, so to speak. I'm going off of what my friends that I trust. They actually like the the flying combat. They actually like the movement of the game itself. It's just the the, the enemies and the waves and the, the, the missions were very stale. And it's kind of interesting. It's the same thing in Avengers is kind of running into the same problem. Other news, as we've seen here, CD Projekt Red has been the target of some ransomware attack. Hackers are claiming to have stolen the source code for multiple games and more. And this is kind of coming under IGN's that essentially is CD Projekt Red made a statement. It's like, look, we have a backup. We're going to go ahead. We're not going to kneel down to these people who are attacking us. And the ransomware was essentially saying that they're going to DDoS all their HR and all their, like, all their employees, which is a shame. Like, that's when it's crossed the line. Like, when it comes to games and things like that, yeah, that sucks. I mean, that is an issue of stealing 
property. When it comes to like messing with people's information, where they live, their livelihoods, their safety, that is where I cross the line. And you know, hacking in itself is like is a shame that it got to this point. And it's just interesting to see a lot of games are being hacked now because a lot of people are working cloud-based simply because of the you know COVID issue in the in the pandemic is you have a lot of people working remotely. And I think that's leaving a lot of these companies very vulnerable, just like CD Projekt Red being vulnerable to the cyber attack. So hopefully the authorities get involved, get that settled in. But it's going to be a shame that we're going to see a lot of different source codes linked, like Cyberpunks 2077. Like if you don't like a game, that's fine. You don't have to buy it. But at the same time, do not root against the developers because they're just humans like us. And the last thing to wrap us up here at your 10-minute checkpoint is Sony could be working on a back button attachment for the PlayStation 5 on the DualSense controller. Now, I like the DualSense 5 controller. I think that they're, the vibration and the hap, uh, or the haptic triggers, whatever you call it, are very cool. But it does desperately need the back button attachment. It, the Xbox Series, is the that Elite version 2 controller is by far still superior then the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5 is definitely the future, but not by having back buttons. It kind of ruins the vibe of it. I didn't try that new PlayStation 4 attachment for their back button, so you're interested to see how long they last, which is interesting because the C40TR that I play with from the Astro, I can't find anywhere. And if that means if I want to replace my controller, I'm going to have to go with the scuff. And I don't necessarily want to do that. So let's keep an eye on for that part, and I will look around and find that back button attachment once it releases because I think it will definitely make the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller something where I can start using uh, on my PC or other different games. Like, I haven't even played Fortnite on the PlayStation 5 because I need those back buttons, and the C40 TR does not work for the PlayStation 5. But that's it. That is your 10-minute checkpoint. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you leave a like, review, all those kind of awesome things. Wherever you may find this podcast, I put it on the feed. It's on SoundCloud and Spotify. Quickly go to multiple places. I'll do my best to get anywhere. Leave a comment down below. And I appreciate the support. All those people putting on their social medias and the Instagram and Twitter that you are listening to the podcast. Someone tweeted at me and said that they were watching or listening to it on their car ride to work. So, hey, I appreciate the support. I'll see you guys around for the next 10 minute checkpoint. Adios. Oh, yeah. Peace. Laters. Checkpoint.